a long time in the making. Um, I'll be honest in this moment and say I'm a little bit of a procrastinator, but that's okay. We're going to work through all of that. I wanted to create this platform to have genuine, authentic conversations and discussions with real people about genuine and authentic topics. Um, I felt it was my time to enter the chat and here I am. So a little bit about me, my name is Leslie Bowles Muhammad. I am a wife, I'm a mother, I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm a Jersey girl, woo woo. I'm very proud of where I'm from, just so you know. So you might hear me talk about it a lot, but it's okay. Um, and I think you're really gonna enjoy this platform. You know, I am a person who believes that in life, you need to get down to to the real, the, 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 the core, the good stuff. And I feel there's a group of listeners, it's probably you who's listening right now that will really benefit from these discussions, from the guests that I have, from the topics that I have. I think it's gonna be good and I'm so glad that you're gonna be a part of this journey with me. So let's go. One of the first things that I wanted to talk about is my journey <laughs> being an entrepreneur. I, I think it, you know, there was, uh, it was for a, a while that I wanted to not discuss it because I felt like, you know, I'm, I'm still living it. I'm still, you know, figuring it out. But I think it's important for me to share some of the wins and losses um, that I have experienced on this road. So, just a little bit of background. Um, I started the entrepreneurship journey back in 2021, at the end of 2021. Um, I was working at a firm um, and it was going well. It was. I was exposed to so much. I'm very thankful for my time where I was working at that particular place because it gave me the courage um, in the path to be able to see, you know, my own entrepreneurship journey. I think when I made the decision to quit my job, right, um, I did not fully know all that was going to happen, right? I think there is, I'm going to be honest, there is no book, there is no mentor, there is no there's nothing else that's a better teacher than experience uh, when it comes to entrepreneurship. So when you make the decision to dive headfirst into entrepreneurship, I think all of the feels that you feel, all of the, the days you want to cry, all of the days you want to give up, just know that that's normal. Okay. Let me start there. So made the decision to quit my job. Um, now I'm transitioning from an employee to an employer, right? Big transition. I think the hardest part about that was mindset for me. That was the hardest challenge because you got to remember, I have, I was in the working environment, nine to five corporate for at that point over 15 years. I mean, as far as, yeah, over 15 years at that point. Knowing where you're going to get a paycheck every two weeks, knowing where the money's coming from, knowing that your health insurance, you know, you sign up for your health insurance is going to be there. So, you know, having that structure, it's, it's, it's just like, you know, it's going to happen no matter what. When you become an entrepreneur and all of that is pulled away and you are responsible, 
there is such a shift that occurs, right? I can fully understand now why businesses, most small businesses fail in the first, they say two to three years, because it has, it has less to do with, you know, what you're selling and the business that you have. It has more to do with the mindset of the individual who's involved with the business. So for me, the, the pressure, let's just put it this way, the pressure of having to be responsible for payroll and taxes and, and, you know, scaling and all the rest, it was a little heavy at one point, but then with the right tools, resources, mentors, it became a little bit easier. And one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this is because I think there's a lot of people moving into entrepreneurship right now. There's a lot of people talking about entrepreneurship. And I think it's really important to hear what I'm doing. Really important. So one of the things that's made Review Healthcare, that's the name of my company. I co-own it along with my partner. Shout out to her. Her name is Ethel. Her and I own it together. And one of the things that was really important for us, the reason why we started the firm is, first of all, there wasn't a lot of people who owned healthcare consulting firms that looked like us, right? We were like, I mean, we are, you know, we know what we're doing. We, we are well-respected in the healthcare compliance industry. We, we received a lot of accolades, awards, whatever. Why can't we do this? And why can't we blaze a trail for other women of color? And just women, period. Because outside, you know, of, of being a minority, being African-American, you also have the fact that there wasn't a lot of women who own healthcare consulting firms. So we're doing this. Okay. So episode one is about defining success. You know, I think it's really important in this day and age where in and everybody is calling themselves successful. Um everyone's telling you how to be successful for you to figure out how to define it for yourself. For me, there was a time and place where I associated money with being successful and life will teach you that money does not make you successful. Having money means you're just a person with money. And so I started to, as I matured, I started to redefine like what does success mean to me? Well, the first thing I did is I stopped looking at success as a destination. Success is not a destination for me. It's a continuous journey. I'm on it every day. I will never reach a final point of success, right? I'm, I'm, I'm constantly uh, journeying, right? Whether it's to success, being successful, it's a journey for me. It's not a destination. That's not always the case, but that's for everybody, but that's how I define it. And so the reason why I felt that I wanted to define success for me as freedom is because I wanna have the ability to access things I've never accessed before, expose myself and my family to things we've never been exposed before, um, create, blaze a trail for other women, people, whatever, to say, hey, if I can do this, you can do it. And for me, having that freedom to to do so, it, it just was really, really important for me. So I think a lot of 
the way I think about success, I really obtain that thought process or the tenacity or the ambition I have for it was based on family members. So I have an older cousin, um, just growing up watching her. And I don't, I don't even think, she, it's nothing she actually, it's nothing she said. It's more of what she did, right? If she wanted to buy a house or have something or go somewhere, she would name it and do it, name it and do it. And, you know, I would look at her and be like, man, when she says she want to do something, she just does it. It's no if, ands, buts about it. It's just like, okay, I'm worthy of this. I'm deserving of this. I said I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it. And again, I don't think she realized how meaningful that was for me to see. This is why now, you know, I don't want to be a person that just talks about being successful because I think that is a big mistake for the younger generation that are watching me and, you know, all of us, really. They see us talking more than we're actually doing. So when it came to her, it was more of a model. She was modeling for me. Like, listen, if you want something, go after it. It doesn't have to be a lot of talking, work hard and go after it. So that was one example of it. Another example was my mother. Now, (laughs) my mother was interesting because, and I say she's interesting because if you know, you know me, you know that me and my mom are actually alike in a lot of ways, but you know, she'll never admit it. But anyway, um, my mom was a person where if she had a thought about something very similar to what I'm describing with my older cousin, she say it, do it, say it, do it. So I remember when they were moving from New Jersey to South Carolina, I remember my mom had found this floor plan, right? And she, you know, she saw this floor plan for this house that she wanted and she was just, this was a house. She was going to go get it. And so, (laughs) you know, she actually printed it out. You know, those architect landscape, those big roll up, you know, floor plan. She actually printed it out. And everywhere she went, she showed people like, look, this is the house we want to build. Now, I I remember, I was younger then. I remember saying to myself, they don't have no builder. I don't even think they know where the land is going to be. But she was determined that this is the house she was going to build. And what it taught me to do, again, she, she modeled this more than she taught me was it taught me to, if you have a vision, if you have a goal, write it out. Even if you don't know how you're going to do it, when it's going to happen, you don't have the resources, the money, having a, a goal or a vision, putting it down on paper and looking at it every day is the best way to manifest that goal. So I, I, I watched these individuals, these role models in my life, do these things. And it was, it's a big part of what I do now. So when I think about success for myself and the younger generation, I think about creating a model. I don't think we do that really well nowadays. I think we talk to people a lot. There's a lot of platforms, even like the one that we have, that I have right now. You know, if I just sat here all day long talking about what you should do 
and I never model it, although I'm providing good information, I'm not really providing the blueprint that one should follow. And I think it's really important for all of us, right, that are successful, consider ourselves to be successful, walking uh, in a, on a path to success or whatever, however you define success, I think it's important to model it more than talk about it, right? So that's one huge thing for me with success. The other thing that I think is really important to do is to, we're not talking about writing down your goals and your vision. I think it's important to write it down once and then write it down again and then revisit it again and then revisit it again. I think oftentimes because we've gotten to this rut of like, okay, we do vision boards top of the year. I mean, some people now are even doing vision boards quarterly, which I think is great. But for me, I want to see my goals, my, my visions, my dreams. I want to see it daily. I want to see it daily. So when I write it down, I go back to it. I revisit it. To me, that's success. Remembering my dreams, my goals, my objectives. That is important. So I think that's something that we all should be doing day to day. I think it's important. The other thing... <laughs> When it comes to success, and I, I've encountered this a lot in my, on my entrepreneurial you know, journey, is you are going to run into people, right, that don't like what you're doing, point blank period. They don't like what you're doing. And I, I really want, you know, it, it is not a normal thought process to be an entrepreneur. It is not a normal thought process to say, I'm going to do what everybody else is not doing. That's, you know, that's, that's not normal. So you're going to have challenges. Most of the challenges that people face from the onset, like when I made the decision to quit my job, the biggest, I'm going to say surprise. I'm going to call it a surprise. Okay. The biggest surprise that I've had from people close to me, around me that have supported me was like, are you crazy? What are you doing? <laughs> you're at the top of your career. Why would you, or you're, you're, you're at a good, you're in a good spot. Why would you start all over again? So this is one of the things that you have to consider, right? When, and I think this is important for anybody who's saying I'm, I'm chasing a dream. I'm chasing a goal. I'm chasing a vision. You cannot let what people say stop you because first of all the first thing is most of them are going to be confused by what you're doing that's first and foremost they're going to be like what are you doing uh yeah and most of that is coming from the fact that they've never done it before right it's like asking point blank i'm gonna give you an example it's like asking a duck to be a fish. <laughs> Is that a good example? No, that's not a good example. Scratch that. It's like asking a fish to be a bird, right? You cannot add a fish lives in water, right? That is their environment. That is what they do. So when you go to a family member, a friend, and this is something that I had to learn and ask them, what you think? I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and you're expecting them to, to support you, right? 
and all they've ever done is work a nine to five job. And for them, that may be their definition of success. Don't expect them to understand what you're doing. Don't. And I had to kind of learn that the hard way, right? I had to know, because it, it, it's somewhat disappointing when you go to, to different individuals that are close to you, whoever, family members, all, anybody, and you say, hey, I'm about to do this, and I'm, I'm so excited about this, and let me tell you, woo, 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 woo. you're telling them all this stuff about what you want to do, and their faces is just like, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess. One of the things that you have to consider is who you're telling your dream and your goals to is extremely important, especially if they've never seen if they've never touched it, they've never experienced it, they never walked down that path, they don't know anyone who's, who's been there, expect some sort of resistance. Expect that. That is going to come. Um, I think the other type of surprise that I received on the entrepreneurial journey is when people see you doing something, it's like, well, dang, I mean, if she doing it, I can do it. And I have to, you always have to remember that imitation is the highest form of flattery. I mean, people are going to feel like, well, I know her. She came from the same neighborhood. We went to the same school. You know, she used to wear corduroys and big, thick glasses back in the day. Who, who does she think? If she could do that, I could do that. And I think that that sometimes if you're not, if you're if you don't realize that you're blazing a trail, it could be somewhat irritating. Like, okay, now all of a sudden you want to do what I do, but that's a good thing, right? You got to remember, if you are an outlier, if you are, you know, a trailblazer, if you are a purposeful thinker, if you're walking in your destiny, then you are creating a pathway, right? A blueprint for people to follow. So, expect that that is going to happen. And then you have the people who are just straight up hating. <laughs> that, I mean, that, that was a lot for me to deal with because like I said, you know, I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. You know, when you're hating, it's like, what, what's your problem? <laughs> what's your issue? But that is going to happen. And I had to learn that if that is surrounding, if that's happening to me because of, of, me walking in my purpose, right? Walking on my successful journey, then I'm doing the right thing. So expect the haters, right? Expect confusion. Expect the disruption that breaks out because you are no longer walking down the path that everybody else is. And it, it's, it's outside of the box, outside of the norm. And that is something, that was something that I had to deal with because I wasn't expecting that. You know, I automatically assumed everyone was going to be happy for me. I don't care what, whoever, because people will tell you like, you should know that. No, you, you don't really expect people to, to act a certain way. Although you're told it until you actually experience it. It's like, oh, okay. That's what you was talking about. Oh, all right. Okay. I see what's happening. So, you know, I, I have, I really had to learn that if who I am bothers you, that's your problem, 
not mine. If my charisma, my confidence, my success, and my growth bothers you, that's your problem, not mine. And most of the time, you know, a person that becomes so bothered by, by growth, success, uh, your intelligence level, your charisma, your confidence, most of the time what you're doing to them is challenging their mediocrity. That's what you're doing. You're challenging their thought process. You're challenging their definition of success. And let me just tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if, if you are truly walking in your purpose, if you are truly walking in what you are called to do, right? What, what, what is your destiny? Then you are going to ruffle some feathers. You are going to challenge others and they don't realize those feelings that they feel by looking at you. Most of the time is just, I probably could be doing more myself. So if you remember that, I think that component to thinking outside of the box, right? Walking in your purpose, honestly, will help you overcome some of those natural feelings. Cause I wasn't feeling it at first. I'm like, oh, you got, and you got a problem now. And you got, a, oh, everybody got a problem. Mind you, entrepreneurship is very hard, right? Everybody just thinks about it from the aspect, the outside looking in, it's like, oh, you're your own boss. You make it, no, 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 no. <laughs> Yet all of that stuff is true, but there's a lot that goes into it. Like. I eat, sleep, and breathe my business. I do. I do. I remember someone told me one time, they said, you have to want this just as much as you want, like, your own, your family, your ch your children. And I was looking at them like, okay, that's a lot. But it's true. It is true. For you to operate, and it's not just with entrepreneurship, because I we only talk about this sort of, tenacity and ambition when we're talking about entrepreneurship it's it's success if you are going after what your definition of success is your purpose your calling your 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 destiny it requires something out of you that innately needs to be developed and this is why i will say to you although i did give my you know backstory about how i quit my job young people let me just say this do not do not quit your job or do not just jump head first into entrepreneurship just don't do it don't do it because the qualities and the What's the best word for this? The qualities that you need to develop in order to sustain business, a business on your own as an entrepreneurship comes with time. It does. I mean, there are some examples, right, of, of people who are out there, um, maybe because of connections, network, relationships, they've had successful businesses or they've had successful runs. I think that's great. Maybe at a young age, that's great. But I will tell you, I did not start my entrepreneurship journey until I was well after 15, 16 years, well after 15, 16 years. And what that allowed me to do is I developed a network, right? Relationships are really, really important. And in some industries, 
relationships are more important than your skill sets. I hate to say it that way. I don't like it, but it's the truth, right? So developing a network, right? Helps you to develop service lines. It helps you to also scale your business. It helps you to be um, innovative. It's information sharing. Like it's, it's just, it's so important to have relationships. And then also too, you know, I've, I've said this before, developing the muscles that you need to be able to overcome the, the, the battles. And I'm going to call them that the battles, the obstacles that you will face as an entrepreneur. It's not the devil. It is a natural course of the process. When you own a business, you are going to run into a hiccup. My partner and I joke right now, if we don't have hiccups, it's like, something is wrong. Some, some ain't right. <laughs> Something ain't right. It's, it's a part of it. And so if you have a, you know, I'm just going to be honest. If you're a person, every time you don't, you, something happens at a job, you quit in. Don't, 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 don't do it. Don't do not get into entrepreneurship because the amount of things that are going to come that you don't like is going to be, it, don't, don't do it until you learn how to stay in a place and, and figure out a strategy, develop a solution. When you have all these problems in your face until you learn how to do that, I don't think it's a good idea for you to be an entrepreneur. That's just me being honest. This is honest, healed and happy. So I'm going to be honest. Um, you know, and in all, when I look back, if you were to ask me, do I regret my decision to become an entrepreneur? Nope. I don't. I don't. I've had days where I cry. I've had days where I want to, <laughs> you know, hide under a desk, under my desk in my office and just say, forget this whole thing. But that's, that's, that's a part of it. But I've had more ups than downs. I've had more opportunities. I've had more exposure. Um, and I've, I've learned a lot about myself uh, during this process. So just some other things that I think are really important to, to think about when we talk about success and we talk about, you know, entrepreneurship and careers and, and all the rest. You know, I think we live in a time where we have to reroute the way we think about success. I mean, as a black woman, I have experienced in our community and not just in our community. Let me not just say that. I've seen it across the board in certain instances, but this is where I, you see um, a lack of diversity or a lack of a certain group in certain areas. It's not the, the biggest factor, but it is a factor. That crab in the barrel mentality, it just has to go. There is enough money out here for everyone, right? If, we, if you do it right, what's meant for you will will be for you the other thing is you know i learn the value of information sharing you know that is not something that i was taught per se how to do um, i think even in my role as an employee it wasn't something that was necessarily a discussion right because i, I work for someone so they don't necessarily need to share information with me about how to, you know, gain more clients or anything like that because I'm an employee. It's not really relevant for my function. But when I became 
a business owner, when I became an entrepreneur, I understood that information is more valuable than, than money. It is, right? Information creates money. So the power of information sharing is something that I talk about a lot, right? I think oftentimes we kind of hoard information because it was like, well, I had to figure it out on my own, so so do you. And I think that honestly clogs up the wealth pipe, right? If you are a person that's constantly talking about, you know, generational wealth and, and you know, improving communities and, you know, advocating for underrepresented groups and you are not a part of an information sharing network or you are not a key component of an information sharing network, please be quiet. Please stop talking. Stop talking. Because the only way that you create access and exposure, and this has been my experience, this is not everybody's experience, right? I know money, money is a huge component, right? But information, we need to start bringing that to the table. Yes, we develop platforms to, to talk about these things, but having a network where we help, you know, once you, you make it as an entrepreneur, you don't just talk about, okay, all of your journey as an entrepreneur, you're actually, actually mentoring other entrepreneurs. Like one of the things that I was just amazed by is the opportunities that having a small business enterprise certification or designation in a particular state or a, a minority owned, women owned certification, all of the opportunity just obtaining that's, and by the way, you can get those certifications for free. I know there's people out there charging, right? But if you do your research, my partner and I did it. If you do your research, if you read what they are asking for in the application, it is a step-by-step -step process where you can gather information that's needed and you can do it yourself. So if you don't have the money to obtain these certifications, do not go out there taking out loans. Do not create extra debt for yourself. There is a lot of avenues out there and a lot of agencies that assist small businesses, especially those that are underrepresented, um, that are demographic, minority, women-owned. There's a lot, a lot of resources out there. So for instance, my business is certified through the Minority Development Supplier Council, the M Minority Development Supplier Council, yeah, MDSC, right? That's the acronym for it. If you go on the website, now they do have a small fee for their certification, but the fee is worth all, and you can submit the application for yourself. But then if you live in a particular state, most states do not have a fee for you to get certified in that state as a small business enterprise or women owned or minority owned business. So again, going back to what I was saying about information sharing is really important because someone shared that information to us with us. And because of the information that they shared with us, that opened up a world of opportunity because there are contracts out there. We only think when we talk about contracts, we only think about it from a federal standpoint, but state contracts, there are state contracts designated 
set aside contracts for those type of businesses. I know there's a lot of discussion right now about, you know, in the political landscape about who's trying to overturn what. There are resources out there. There are. And I think information sharing is important. So if you are an entrepreneur or, or a business owner or anybody for that matter, and you are not sharing information, I don't have no words for you. <laughs> I don't have no words for you. It is an important part. It is an important part. If, we, if you truly believe in passing on generational wealth, you know, improving your community, then you should be sharing. You should. We shouldn't just hear you talk about it. We should actually see you doing it. So that's, that's important. So yeah, I mean, I know we've talked about a lot in these last, I think maybe 20, 30 minutes, but I hope that you have enjoyed the discussion. Um, I'm going to have a bunch, a bunch, 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 bunch of episodes coming up. We're going to be talking, the next episode that I'm doing is going to be on friendships. And I'm so excited because I'm going to have some special guests to come and sit and talk about friendships. I think this is an important topic. Um, I'm very passionate about it. And I think you're going to be in for a treat. So make sure you check me out. I'm going to be on... You know, all of the platforms, Apple, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you follow me. Follow Honest Heels and Happy on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. I'm super excited. Welcome to my platform, and I can't wait to see you soon. <laughs>